Welcome to Real Talk with Megan Luscombe. I'm Megan, and I'll be your coach for the duration of this podcast. We're going to be diving into topics surrounding life, love, and the spaces in between. If you don't like swearing, I suggest you stop listening now because some of my podcasts do drop a few F-bombs. I specialize in no bullshit commentary and real talk that aims to help you be your best you or have your best relationship. So settle in, grab a coffee, and let's step into today's episode. Today's podcast is definitely being recorded with a heavy heart. If you've been on social media lately or even just watching the news, you would have without doubt come across the devastation that is the Australian bushfires. To give you an idea on how big and catastrophic they are and how much land they have destroyed and ripped through, it's comparative to the scale of the Netherlands or Belgium. Thus far, 19 people have been confirmed to have died as a result of these fires and there has been countless wildlife lost too. Not to mention those who have lost their houses, which is, as of today, January the 6th, sitting at 200 houses. To be bluntly honest, it's fucking hard to comprehend, and just saying all of that out loud is painful. It's a really scary time for a lot of people right now, and I know for me personally, it's brought up a lot of emotional responses. I'm sure it's done the exact same for you, which is why I wanted to record this podcast. There's been some incredible support and fundraising going on to help the fireys and communities impacted, especially by the ever so incredible Celeste Barber, who I believe has raised over 28 million thanks to using her influence to bring attention to it throughout the globe. A absolute fucking legend. And just knowing so many people around the world have gotten behind it, including many Australians, is mind boggling. But Over this past week or so, I've been inundated with DMs on Instagram asking how to emotionally support those directly affected by this catastrophic, catastrophic event. And I thought the best way that I could possibly provide some answers was by recording this podcast. I also hope that by doing this podcast, it might help you or someone you know. I understand it's only a small gesture and that I'm only one person, but if it helps just one of you, then it will all be worth it. A quick shout out going to Magna Zabansky and Will Connolly, who are currently running a GoFundMe page that aims to provide ongoing support for those directly impacted by the bushfires. I will link this in the podcast description for those of you who want to know a little bit more about it, who aren't aware of it. Obviously, the effects of this bushfire emotionally will linger for a lot of people. So whilst The donations that are happening in the world right now and are happening around Australia are for physical items and goods and um, tools. It's really important to remember that whilst they are amazing, yes, there is also a very big emotional side of this that will require long-term support. And um, to know that Magda and Will are championing this um, in conjunction with um, Beyond Blue, I think is fantastic. So I definitely want to give a shout out to that and I will link the details in the podcast description if you feel so inclined to go and donate. So I know in times of high trauma, stress and disaster that our emotional health can really take a massive wallop. We can go into states of high stress, high overwhelm, high anxiety, high panic and it's completely understandable that we do because events like this scare us. They trigger us in ways that we don't understand because they're unprecedented in our lives. We haven't been taught how to respond to them because 
deep down, maybe on an unconscious level, we go through life hoping we never have to. So here are some things that you might be feeling right now. Number one, overwhelm. That is completely understandable. This situation is huge. It is catastrophically huge. It is so understandable to feel out of our depth, to feel as though we don't know what to do. We don't know how to contribute. We don't know how to make this better. We don't know how to move forward. That is completely understandable to be feeling right now. That overwhelm makes sense. We have never been in this territory before. Maybe you have never experienced something like this before. You have never gone through it or you've never witnessed other people go through it. And that makes you feel overwhelmed. That is completely understandable. Number two, you may be feeling confused. There is so much information circulating right now. What's right? What's wrong? What's real? What's not? How can you really contribute? Is this the right thing to be doing? It's understandable that right now you would be feeling a thousand things of confusion going through your head. That is completely normal. Number three, scared. You may be feeling really scared right now. And that is so understandable. Being scared of something that is this huge is an automatic response for most of us. We automatically become fearful because we don't know what to do. We don't know what's going to happen. Right now, maybe your loved ones are directly impacted. Maybe you're directly impacted. You know, being scared for people's livelihoods, their businesses, their houses, their animals, their land, their life, their everything. It is so understandable to be scared right now. Number four, you may be feeling angry, frustrated and annoyed. All completely understandable. I know for myself personally, I've experienced all of those things simultaneously, especially when it comes to looking at what's going on with the Australian government right now and lack of direction and leadership from the current Prime Minister. It is extremely understandable for Australians and people of the world to be frustrated, to be annoyed, to be angry. This is a real thing that's happening right now and it's affecting all of us and getting, it's rowing all of us up and that is completely understandable too. You may also be feeling sad and I think we could all collectively say that this is fucking us up. It's getting us in the heart and it's getting us on a deep level because for those of us in Australia, this is our home. This is, this is where we live. For all of us, this is, this is the place that we love. This is the place that we grew up in. And, you know, it's understandable that this is making people feel sad um, on a very deep level. And that's important to know that it's okay to feel like that. You may also be feeling lonely. You may feel as if you're the only one experiencing what's going on with you right now or that you don't know how to reach out to talk. You may feel isolated in your emotions and that's understandable as well. You may also feel anxious. That is completely understandable. This is an event that is unprecedented when it comes to the disaster and impact that it is making. It is understandable that you would feel anxious about it. Maybe you're anxious for your family or your friends who live in the areas that are directly being affected. Maybe you're anxious of your area being affected. Maybe you're anxious of the long-term impacts that this will have. It's completely understandable for you to be anxious about things that are going on right now. Collectively, I would say Australia is all feeling something. 
And I don't know about you, but I truly believe that energies can be really felt and experienced. And if everybody is feeling scared, confused, you know, lonely, overwhelmed, energetically, that's going to be transferring through to people. So it's understandable to feel anxious. But some other emotions you might be experiencing right now, it could be denial, maybe guilt and shock. And all of these are completely normal given the current circumstances. And it's okay to feel however it is that you're feeling right now. But it's also important to remember that whilst you're feeling all of those things, other people have their own emotions going on, which means it's really important you catch yourself in times of projection or judgment or shaming. For example, um, you might be sharing donation sites on your social media and you might be wanting everybody else to do the same. And when you realize that they're not, you project your anger towards them. You might also get angry if you're on social media and someone is sharing a post of what they did on the weekend and you jump in to say that it's insensitive. I really encourage you to try your best not to do this because everybody deals with things in their own way and what we don't want to encourage is this superiority where we start shaming people for not behaving in ways that we are. I can completely understand that if you're on social media and people are using this tragedy to capitalize or to make money or to promote their business, I understand that that would make you angry and annoyed. Don't engage. Scroll on by. Right now, everybody is collectively experiencing this in ways that is their experience and try to remember that. Um, Also, if you are donating and doing things, that's fantastic. You know, I'm donating and I'm doing whatever I can behind the scenes to help, like, you know, recording this podcast. But It's not my job to tell other people what to do, as in it's not my job to tell other people to donate if they don't want to. Um, It's not my job to tell people to go and donate goods. It's not my job to tell people to do certain things. And it's also not my job to judge people for not doing the things that I am, okay? Um, Look, I haven't used social media to share that I donated. I just did it. Um, And... I think it's really important to remember that right now, everybody is doing what they can with what they know how. Everybody is doing the best that they can. So try your best not to jump into this judgment, shaming sense of self. Um, And it it can be quite easy to jump into that judgment, shaming sense of self because right now we're overwhelmed and we're angry and we're annoyed. So we're looking for people to let that anger out on. Um, But it's really important that you try your best not to do that because right now that doesn't positively help anything. If you see something that annoys you, either scroll by or reflect on that and, and understand what's going on. Because right now we don't need more. We don't need to add anything to what already is a catastrophic fire. And I mean that actually and, you know, obviously metaphorically. Let's not negatively add to this if we don't, if we don't need to. So here are some suggestions of things to avoid and limit during times of crisis and high stress and disasters. One, avoid judgments, okay? I can't emphasize that enough. Do you and focus on you. Don't focus on what other people are doing or not doing. It is not your job to judge them. Number two, avoid assumptions. Just because people aren't sharing on social media or actively talking to you about making donations or going and donating things or, you know, um, doing GoFundMes, just because they're not saying they're doing it doesn't mean that they aren't. Um... My friend who came over on the weekend was talking to me about how she had donated a few weeks ago 
she didn't tell anybody about it and we'd only started talking about it because we were talking about, you know, um, Celeste Barber and how much money she'd raised. And I don't make any assumptions when it comes to people donating because I think people do what they want to and I think it's really important that you do that as well. Don't make assumptions. You just do you and focus on you. Stay in your lane and don't worry about what anybody else is doing, okay? Number three, limit your exposure to media and the news if it's negatively impacting you. Now, I get it. You want to be informed. You want to be aware, but limit the time and your exposure. So maybe you dedicate 20 minutes to catch up with what's going on in the news and then remove yourself from it and get yourself back into a nice space of mental clarity and health. Number four, avoid projecting onto others. So this is when you're going onto social media and you're getting angry and you're commenting on people and calling them out for things that you're actually maybe not even doing or maybe you're just projecting your anger or your anxieties or your fears onto other people because you're not sitting well with them. Please try your best not to do that. I can completely appreciate that it's easy to fall into the trap but try your best. Number five, avoid comparison. So Becky donated 500 and you only donated 20. So Samantha donated items and you haven't done anything right now but you know you're driving around collecting goods and stuff like that don't compare what you're doing to what somebody else is doing or not doing okay right now it can be really easy to fall into the trap of everybody's doing something and I'm not or so on and so forth avoid that comparison everybody's doing the best that they can and you can do the best that you can with whatever you know right now and that's okay don't compare yourself to somebody else if you're wanting to support those around you emotionally when it comes to the bushfires or, you know, other catastrophic events, here's some things that might help. Number one, ask open-ended questions that encourage the person to open up. So that means things like, how are things going for you right now at home? So that is an actual question. It's not, how are you? Don't ask yes, no questions either. We want you to be asking open-ended questions that encourage a person to speak. So maybe a question like, so what have you been doing lately to emotionally support yourself? Or so what have you been doing lately to help your family? Or questions like this, they have to be open-ended. Uh, number two, maintain eye contact for in-person conversations. Right now people are going through stuff and this eye contact and body language is crucial in having another person know that what they're saying to you is important and that it's valued and that you are listening and that you are present and that you are holding space for them. I can't emphasize this enough. Right now, people need to feel valued. The community needs to feel valued. They need to feel heard. They need to feel acknowledged. And if you can give that to somebody, it will make a difference. And if somebody can give that to you, it will make a difference. So when after you're asking those open-ended questions, maintain that eye contact. Be present in that moment. Don't be distracted. Number three, ask for what they need and how you could make their world a little easier right now. So instead of just telling them or telling them what you're going to get them, ask what they need. I know you're going through this right now, but I want to know what you need so I can help you. How can I make your world easier right now? How can I help your family? How can I help your business? How could I help your animals? Ask for the things that they need and things that need to happen that you could do for them that would make their world a little bit easier. Number four, listen. And I mean really listen. Put your phone down. Get the distractions away. Actually listen. 
And this is so important and it goes back to number two, which is the eye contact. These people going through direct impacted trauma need to be listened to. They need to be heard. People who are going through times of high trauma, high stress and this catastrophe need to be listened to and that space needs to be held. Number five, give space to them and remove pressure. And this means letting them do what they need to do and not making an assumption on what you think they need. Follow their lead. Don't put pressure on them to be some way or to get over something or to move forward quicker quicker, because that's not helping. Um, And these are some things that I'd avoid um, when it comes to emotionally supporting someone. You want to avoid telling them what they need, number one. Never tell somebody what they need ever, actually. But more importantly, in high, high, high stress situations like this, don't tell somebody what they need. Number two, don't assume what they need. You don't know what they need, which is why, as I said before, it's important for you to ask. Number three, don't be judgmental. Do not be judgmental, okay? This isn't about you. If you're actually emotionally supporting somebody, it's not about or for you to be judgmental. Number four, don't make it about you, okay? And it's really important, this one, not to make it about you. If somebody is talking about their trauma, what they've lost, um, the hardships they're going through, it's really important that you listen to that instead of saying, oh, I know how you feel because I went through ABC. Don't do that comparison where you make their story about you. You know, don't don't turn the mirror around and put it on yourself so you can talk about yourself. It's about you listening to them and supporting them and hearing what they need to say. Number five, don't immediately go to telling them that they need to speak to someone, as in a counsellor or a therapist or a coach. It can be really easy for people who aren't comfortable with emotionally supporting somebody to quickly go, I'll go see a therapist, go to a coach, go to a counsellor. It's really important that you refrain from doing that in a aggressive way. If you do want to suggest to somebody to see a coach or a therapist or a counsellor, it's really important for you to pose it in a supportive way, such as if you need somebody to talk to that isn't me, I'd really be happy to help you find somebody such as a counsellor or a coach or a therapist or if you would like to go see a counsellor or a coach or a therapist I'd love to drive you to that appointment and support you through that. Right now the emotional impact of this event it's affecting us all however those who are directly impacted are affected even more which is why it's so crucial that we all do as much as we can to support those in ways that they need it. If you need emotional support right now I'd encourage you to go a step further and book in a session with those who can give that to you. Now, this isn't a sales pitch for me. You can go and get support on the mental health plan with your local GP. Um, Obviously, you can book in sessions with coaches. Maybe you already have a therapist that you work with. But right now, it is just so important and I want you to be doing whatever you can to support yourself during this difficult time. It's so important that you know that there is help out there should you need it now and in the future the bottom line for us all right now is to be kind right now this is really hurting Australia so try to remember that the majority of us they're doing we're doing the best we can 
and the majority are doing the best they can in what is a very difficult situation. Remember to practice compassion and kindness and to do your best to not engage in judgmental behaviours. Focus on you. I'm sending out so much love to you all right now and I am thinking of absolutely everybody impacted directly and indirectly by this catastrophic event. Like I said, I will include links in the podcast description for those wanting to donate to Magda and Will's GoFundMe. Till next time, take care of yourself and each other. If you like what you heard, I'd love for you to leave me a review. If you want to come follow me on socials, Instagram at MeganLuscombe underscore, Twitter, MeganLuscombe, Facebook, Megan.LuscombeAustralia. Australia.